Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hello, hello, angels. I'm just sparking up some sage here about to smoke myself out the timing on that not probably my best but uh (laughs) welcome to episode 122 of the freud's angels podcast we are uh feeling good today we've had a fantastic pre-session session session. (laughs) and i think (laughs) i think we're both you know pretty buzzing with life right now and so um I think it's uh, it's a good day to talk about what we're going to talk about because I think it's it's great to talk about this in the energy we're in today Absolutely. versus some other energies that we maybe yeah. would have been in <laughs> when this topic came up. I feel like I feel like there was some of those energies last weekend or two weekends ago. It was like yes. oh <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. This would have gone completely differently. I know for me for sure two weeks ago. <laughs> So what are we going to talk about? Oh, we're going to dive into the reality of we are not the problem or a problem to be solved. As a whole, that. as, <laughs> as an identity, let's, let's really, uh, I really feel that on a healing journey, even if you're not on a healing journey, even if you like, if you're in a relationship, there's a lot, um, or even have relationships, everybody has parents. So I know that that's a big thing because as we grow, we're taught that you're to this, you're not enough of this. You're, you're, you've got this, you've got that. So we begin to create our little identity around all the things we're not, or that we are. Um, and our brain begins to decide that inherently we're good or bad based on those parts of our identity. Mm -hmm. And I think as adults, we begin to explore what that means to us and, and how to heal those parts of ourselves. And in that process, we become so myopic in the things we're trying to heal that we think that we're the issue. Yeah. That we're the problem. Like there's something that we like, for example, I was always told that you're so overly emotional and I'm like, okay. So I identify with being overly emotional. And I always thought that that was something I had to eradicate, like stop being it or stop doing mm-hmm. it or, you know, and then I felt that I was the problem in my relationships because I was overly emotional. Yeah. And, you know, and, and all the things that I think I have to heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a super so, great example. Like as soon as you said it out, I was like, Ooh, that's like, it, yeah. Right. Right. Like of how, how that, how that shows up sneaky, right. Like of, of just being like, well, that's who I am and it is a problem. And so I should look out for that being a problem. And I should also blame that as my problem. If I see reactions or if I receive feedback and it very easily becomes part of our identity that we're that we're feeling like needs to change rather than like understanding that like these are 
these are parts of us that are just there, you know, and that we get to decide in every moment what we're doing with them and how we feel about them. Um, right. Yeah. Because if that, you think about it, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, <laughs> I get excited um, yeah, talking good. about this because it is something that is really near and dear to my heart. And something that when I learned that it led to such self-acceptance that it was freeing. Um, but we have to understand is that at the heart of us, we are human beings, but we're having a human experience that me- with other humans, which means that there are things that happen to us, whether it's the things our parents tell us, whether it's the things that, um, you know, that maybe we had an accident or maybe some, maybe other things happened. There was abuse that happened and we begin to build those into our identity, but what they really are is just cellular memory. It is an experience. It is a moment in time, but it doesn't connect. It doesn't, it doesn't, well, we make it connect, but it's only our brain using it as our identity to keep us safe because you know, when we were told we're not enough or that we're this or that, there was hurt, there was grief involved because it made us feel like we're unloved or that we did something wrong as a child. And so what happens is our brain, bless its heart, is a is a mechanism to keep us safe. It has, for thousands of years, has told us that's a big, scary animal with really big teeth. You better run or you're going to get eaten. Mm-hmm. That's kind of its job. Yeah. It's important to have a brain because then you don't get eaten by the big, scary animal. Right. right. But as we have, as we have taken, you know, and I think when that was created within us, I really feel that that was important. But when we became civilized, like civilized, I'm doing this with quotes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we we didn't have big scary animals that are going to eat us anymore yeah and so our brain is left without a function and so it starts to to see those moments of of you know neglect or those moments of somebody telling us that we're too much of this or not enough as threats as because it created that sense of sadness or upset and so it's going to use that as our identity because if we believe it and add it to our identity, no one can ever tell us that again and it, in, or no one can ha- elicit that type of response in us again. Like mm-hmm. it, it's like a shield. If mm-hmm. I know that this is this and somebody says that, it's like, yeah, I already know. Right, right. I already Absolutely. know. Mm-hmm. It's and a way, way that even just the way that you said it was very like how we say it, right? Like, like, you know, like it's like, it's like it has parentheses of, I already know, and I know it's a problem or, and I know how it affects people or, and I know it shouldn't be that way, you know? And it's kind of like, Lordy, how does this happen? Right. But like you said, I mean, that's how trauma is like any threat, like any threat basically is in our brain is anything that doesn't bring us pleasure at this point in our evolution. (laughs) Right. Like, because we are no longer in as much 
actual danger. We're in emotional danger now. Like the physical danger part is like, you know, it still exists there in a way, but our emotional damage is like way more prevalent now because of all of, you know, the way that society is. So that's how brain adjusted, you know, of being like, okay, these are the things, these are the important things that we need to be looking out for and taking care of and building shields for and having, you know, mechanisms that, 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 that make this, you know, a certain way, but then we interfere, you know, with the identity part of it, like attaching to it, allowing it to be an explanation, telling other people that it's an explanation, you know, like I I can't even tell you, like when, when you first said this, this topic, I was a little bit like, okay, again, like really glad to be doing this in this great energy that I'm feeling today. Because a couple of weeks ago, the energy was definitely more of me being the problem, you know, and me like pointing the finger at myself of all of my poor relationships with men and all of the ways that I've failed in these things and all, you know, like all of that kind of stuff and being like, well, it's because you're this or well, because you don't do that. And, and, you know, your trauma response wrecked this with this person. And now you have to blah, 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 you know, just kind of in this really negative energy of it, instead of being able to separate that and say that, you know, that's not who you are. Like you are a loving being. That's how you got all these wounds. First of all, (laughs) it's like by skipping into things with your big old heart, but like, we don't have to see these as problems. These things are being highlighted for your, for you to look at and change the, the, the story of so that you don't have to carry it as your identity into other spaces and just continue to recreate the same situation based on your belief system. If you believe that is a problem about you, you're going to keep creating the problem because you're sitting there knowing that that's what you're going to do and that's what you're going to attract and that's how you're going to behave. And it's like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. (laughs) I I don't want to have that be my identity. But, you know, we do realize as you're listening to this podcast, most of us are listening to this podcast because we believe we are a problem to be solved (laughs) when it comes to whatever that topic is. So, and because we're always doing our own personal development healing, it really does feel like we're always solving ourselves as a problem instead of seeing ourselves as moving toward a beautiful enlightenment, which is also true. We, it's just a mindset shift. And so there's two things. Um, and to remind me just identity, like, okay, I'm hoping I remember everything. Cause you know how my brain works. Um, as you were saying that, let me first connect to the idea of the identity and the enlightenment. Your identity isn't even your enlightenment. Mm-hmm. Your identity is a human being and your heart. That is your identity is your heart. What you feel, how that's, that's who you are. And if we can connect to the identity through that heart lens, your world opens up in such a big way. And even if you're not like moving towards and even if you decided that, look, I can't do a healing journey. I'm just, it's, it's, it would, it would so disrupt my life right now that I can't cope with it. That's, that's okay. You're still your heart. You're still the love and the energy that exists through the lens of your heart. It doesn't, you don't have, and Yes, we are all moving towards a better version of ourselves. And that's, you know, what I feel is enlightenment. Like we're being enlightened to who we are in our hearts and in our authentic selves. But 
if you're not one looking to seek enlightenment in a spiritual sense, I, cause that word is so misused sometimes. And I wanted to kind of, what was in my heart was just to say, you don't have to be on a spiritual path in order to in, be enlightened. You can still work towards enlightenment through the sense of enlightening up what your heart wants and who you are at the core of you. Um, but the other thing I wanted to say is as you were talking and as you were saying that I had this big aha moment because you were sharing about, you know, your, your track record with your past relationships and the judgments that you had around them. And, and I was like thinking, I'm like, well, what's my big hang up? And I'm like, it's money, right? It's finances. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I, you can't budget yourself more money. Like you can only do your budget so many times before you it, like the numbers never, never going to change. Yeah. But what can change is my judgment around them. And I just realized that I'm working from an old narrative that my father gave me about how, Oh, you guys, you, your, your emotions are too involved in your finances. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh. <laughs> my emotions i.e kind of my intuitive sense my heart mm-hmm. is how i live my life it's flow it's being in flow with the universe how can i bring into the abundance and the tap into the flow of abundance around me especially when it comes to financial because money is an energy it's an exchange how can I tap into that when I'm constantly trying to remove my emotions from my financial situation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, and I've been trying to do that ever since he said that. And yeah. I'm like, I just had this like epiphany of <laughs> girl, what you need to, what I need to heal around the charge of it is that. I'm less than because before in my prior years, I have not managed my money well. I Mm -hmm. feel like that judgment of that, like you said about like your relationships, my judgment of that prevents me from being in flow financially and accepting that, you know what? You're always going to have, you're always going to owe money somewhere. You're Mm -hmm. always, there's always going to be unexpected expenses come up because that's how the world works. We cannot plan for everything. We cannot always know something is going to happen now. And I just, and I just caught on to just realizing that this is just an aha moment in the making. Right. I'm like, Oh, Oh, removing my emotions. I, I need to own the fact that sometimes I feel very upset about like last week we talked about you know that moment where something unexpected happened and Mm -hmm. I was like normally I'd be in judgment around the response of it and around it happening but I was very much in the flow of like it's okay girl we got this it's gonna come Mm -hmm. money's gonna show up it's okay Mm -hmm. being in trust that's where I'm blocking myself oh my god you guys epiphany like like I love these epiphanic moments maybe this is why we had to do this podcast but I realized that my identity, I've been working so hard to change it around my relationship with money that I didn't realize is that I'm working from a space of judgment, yeah, from a space of love, not from a space yeah. of understanding. And that that is not part of my identity because, oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> and I have to tell you, Grace, 
you just told that or like kind of almost retold the story of last week and I was like oh my god I forgot to tell you the same exact thing happened to me that happened to you I'm driving to go drop off some paperwork and I so financially I have been more responsible, but I also have not in some ways. So I don't do things on the routine that I should be doing them on, like moving money at the time that I'm supposed to so that it gets where it needs to go when it's supposed to get there. Okay. Like because of the business accounts and all this kind of stuff. So (laughs) I wake up in the morning and I'm driving or whatever, and I go to look at my bank accounts, which I don't do that often. I should do it more. And I see one of my accounts is overdrawn. Oh my God. I can't tell you the last time I was overdrawn. I'm like, what happened? Where's all my money? Like, I know very well that like in order to be overdrawn, something major has had to happen because I am not in a, in a financial mess right now. So I'm like, what the fuck happened? Um, and I start to panic a little bit. And then it was almost like I remembered what you had said. And I was like, just go investigate. Just like, this is not going to be a big deal. You know, and in my head, it was almost like, I immediately just went through a whole bunch of things of like, if you need gas, you've got credit cards. If something really did happen, your sister will help you. Like this is, this is going to be fine. It's probably not a big deal. My zoom renewed for the year and I wasn't prepared for it. And it went out of my old account that I had paid for it last year from. So it just automatically came out of this account that I is kind of like my pass through money account. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, son of a nutcracker. Meanwhile, I had like, you know, a good amount of money coming from my Venmo, but that takes a couple days to get into that account. And I had just taken money out of that account to pay myself, but it was also en route to the other one. So it was like, I had no money for like 18 hours because it was all tied up, but I didn't care because in that one account I had like enough that if I needed gas or whatever, it was like no big deal. And I just sat there and I thought, this is really funny because Grace just had this, like just had this happen. And I'm sitting here going, I have a really good amount of money in the ethers, but none of it's in a place I can access right now. Like all of it will be there tomorrow. And you'll have no problems, but today you have problems. What are you going to do about it? So I called them up and I said, listen, I did not know that this was going to happen. And it's just really piss poor timing, to be honest. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit panicked and I don't even really know that I want to do this. So can you give me my money back and then just put me on month to month and just take the month or whatever? And they were like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> And they refunded my money and they they took out for the one month so that I can decide if I, you know, like, which it's funny I, when I, at the time I was in my panic mode. So I was like, oh, I have to decide. I need my Zoom account. But I was so panicked about what had happened that I was like trying to like just problem solve, problem solve, problem solve. Yeah, it was. it's really funny how that 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 kind of came up. But I remembered when it was happening being like, this just happened to Grace and it's happening to me right now for me to learn that same lesson, yeah. right? That, or to reinforce it. Cause I've been doing better about like, Hey, obviously I'm not checking my accounts. I- I'm obviously <laughs> feeling like flow is happening. I was just like, it's going to be fine. You don't need anything today. You don't. So when the money shows up tomorrow, you'll be fine. It's yeah. going to be, it's, totally fine. You're okay. You're not doing bad. You don't have to freak out. You don't have to go cancel a whole bunch of things because you've been spending too much money, which is what you would normally do. Just chill. 
it was just really bad timing. And what you maybe are supposed to learn is a little bit more about don't move all of your money at the same time. Right. <laughs> all of it. I mean, all, and it is a good, again, like a good amount of money. It's not like it was like a hundred dollars, like <laughs> all at once. So yeah, it was, but, but I think that you bring up a good point. I think a lot of us have that financial, um, that issue, you know, and, and we are very much in our society trained to tie our worth to financial worth too. And, yeah. and that becoming a story of identity big time. Right. And it's so funny. You've, it's not the first time I've heard you say that, that your dad said it, but it was the first time I heard it with the ears that I had today of being like, who the hell doesn't have emotions about their money? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, either you're happy because you have it or you're stressed maybe because you don't have enough of it. Like your emotions are there because it's impossible not to have them. Yeah. And I understand what his perception, what he was trying to say now as an adult, that yeah. like the impulse buying and the emotional spending because afraid of, I get that. And and I understand what he was trying to say, but I realize is like my, I'm, I'm an emotional creature mm-hmm. and I'm going to have emotions about my money. It's mm-hmm. the actions I take based on those emotions mm-hmm. that matter mm-hmm. and not having it as my identity. Mm-hmm. Obviously the 98% of this world has issues with money. I mean, you do, they talk about the 2% of the high, you know, there's most people have issues with money yeah. and it's, but it's not tying that to our identity. It's yeah. not, is it something maybe we need to do more education on? Yeah. Learn budgeting. I had to learn how to budget. I had to learn how to be responsible when it came to money. And I am, and I teach others how to do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not emotionally irresponsible when it comes to money. I'm very responsible. I do my budget. I pay my bills on time more than I ever have in my entire life. Like mm-hmm. I am very conscious of like my owings and my debts. And that's an energy transference. It's me saying, I get that I owe you money. Therefore, I'm going to honor our agreement and I'm paying you this money. And and yes, and there's times where I can't or I couldn't, but that didn't make me a problem I had to solve. That was a circumstantial moment where I didn't have the money to pay my bills. And and I, that, but it doesn't make me less than. Yeah. And that's that's part of like, trying to see yourself as a human being and and what do we mean by that that you're working with the knowledge that you have and the emotional intelligence the actual intelligence the common sense intelligence all of that you're working with what you have and that's okay it doesn't mean that there isn't more information coming it doesn't mean that if you realize like I realized that I needed to have a better understanding about how money works and maybe my emotional relationship with it so that I could put, I could achieve things like you said that, like we talked about last week, I could achieve those moments because I knew where I was going to go with judgment Mm -hmm. because when our brain gets involved, our brain is judgment. Our brain is going to say to you, this is good or bad, right or wrong. And it's going to create a judgment around it. When you are on this enlightenment journey or this healing journey or not on a journey at all, but you're like, how do I not <laughs> hate myself so much for the, my circumstances? Yeah. 
it doesn't take away our responsibility for doing the things that we need to do. But what it does is it, the ownership is different. Yeah. The ownership is about choices versus about who we are in our heart. In your heart, you are a loving, caring human being. Your choices may not reflect that. And that's what you're shifting. You're not, the ownership is different. I, I own my responsibility to my finances and my contracts that I have with people to pay money to. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I own that, but I don't own that as who I am. It builds a reputation, Mm -hmm. but which is I, your credit, which doesn't make sense at all. And, but, (laughs) but it's not inherently who you are as a person because I've made poor choices financially, but when I made those choices, I wasn't a bad human. Yeah. I judged myself to be because of what I was happening, but I wasn't, I was still a person deserving of love, kindness, and the abundance that surrounds me. Mm-hmm. And, and when we can get away from the idea that we're the issue rather than our choices are the issue, that really is I think the starting point where you see you start to have a lot of movement towards whatever you're working on or not. You have a lot, a little bit more freedom to just breathe, to just yeah. sometimes say, I am still a human and I am still worthy of love and kindness. Even if my choices aren't from that lens, like, mm-hmm. Now, granted, there's there's caveats, there's asterisks to this in a big way, like harming people and hurting other people. Yes, in some ways, God sees you as whatever, but that doesn't mean you don't deserve the punishment and, and to be held accountable for your actions because that's just horrific. But on a normal day-to-day, everyday, average person basis is that your choices they define your they define your reputation and who you appear to be in the world but at the heart it doesn't define you as a human mm-hmm. i don't know how to make that clear in a way that doesn't not that 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 makes more sense cuz there is that really vague line in the sand about the two of them well cuz i think i mean i think that like when we when we understand the concept of what you're presenting we it it provides the knowledge that you can make different choices and then different things happen. You know, that, that when we separate ourselves from our choices, then we realize, oh, well, if I operate from a different part of myself, I can make a different choice. And that shifts everything like that, that, that means that I'm not that person. That means that I can make a different choice. And then I, I get seen differently or reacted to differently, or I'm putting different energy out in the world, whatever it is, the situation that we're, that we're talking about, it's freeing, right? Like when we're holding on to identities, or holding on to trauma or thoughts or beliefs as identities, it is not freeing. It's prison, right? Like, because we have this belief system that that is who we are. That's how we're always be. That's how we were raised. That's what we were taught or whatever story it is that we're telling ourselves, but we can free ourselves from that by doing this, you know, being able to separate and say, even if my choices were not the best, when I look at them now, this lens, the fact of the matter is I can make a different choice, which means that's not me. That's just, that was just a version of me in that moment who was accessing what they could. It's freeing to be able to be like, I can change that at any time. If I've decided that I don't want to do that anymore, 
you know, and that, you know, when you talk about the outside part of it, I think that that's the part that is the hardest thing is because we, as people really like instant results and we would like to have made a bad choice (laughs) and then make a good one and then have somebody be like, nice, even we're even, (laughs) doesn't always work that way because (laughs) the other person has their own journey now of the experience. And so if, if it was traumatic for them, then they've got to go through their trauma response, yada, yada, you know, so we don't like that because it, it keeps us in, in discomfort. But if we have allowed ourselves to separate that, you know, and allow that to exist outside of who we are, then we live a little bit more freely. And like to try to put in an example, like I feel like that was the the change that I had to make from my energy a couple of weeks ago to my energy now of being so wrapped up in what my choices meant and being so wrapped up in the experience of my choices of the other person involved and just kind of like ruminating on that. And ruminating on the results of it and be and just judging myself really harshly on like, how could you do that? You know, like, you know, they, they can't see you, um, like the way that you want to be seen and like, you're telling them and they're not listening, you know, and just kind of going through this whole thing. And it's all your fault because you didn't do things the way that, you know, you should have. Right. And then being able having to shift that and be like, okay, yeah, your choices were not your greatest. You were in trauma response. You didn't access anything with malice. You didn't know what else to do. You were in like absolute fight or flight. That happens. Learn from that experience right now so that you don't repeat it because you don't like how this feels. But that's not you. Your heart obviously feels something different right now, or you wouldn't be judging yourself negatively. So that can't be who you are. That was who you were behaving as in that moment. That's not, that's, that's, that's your trauma person that showed up. That's not, that's not you at the core of you. And so like being able to shift that and say, okay, you are, you are a good person. (laughs) You do you, you have love. You are love. You deserve love. You are worthy of love. You have made choices that hurt other people and you are making amends for them. And that is the only thing that you can do at this point. And you've got to let the rest be up to the universe and say, you know, like learn what you need to learn from it so that you don't have to make choices that are along the same vein. Cause you now are very, very aware of that. You don't want to, but a little bit more of how it happened. So, okay. Like, we don't need to hold the negative charge. We don't need to lay on the sword every morning, you know, like of like, well, look what you did. You know, like we don't have to do that every day. We can wake up and say that sucks, right? If it still feels like it sucks, like, yeah, that sucks, but I'm not doing that anymore. And that's not who I am. And I'm committed to, to changing the energy around even that experience, but around me today so that I don't feel like I have to continuously berate myself over a choice that I made, you know, as, as if it's myself and as if I need to constantly have that in my face in order to change. I don't, I already know I'm already there. I can just go forth with that different energy. And, um, you know, luckily or unluckily for me, I don't know, (laughs) an example presented itself to me (laughs) pretty soon after I made that decision. And, 
And while the actual conversation maybe didn't go 100% the way I wanted it to, my energy was very different afterwards. And it felt really good to be able to afterwards be like, you feel good in yourself, you know, that, that you learn some things that you see those choices, you know, a little bit more crystal clear. You don't maybe like the results of it, but you also do trust the universe and you do trust your path and you do trust that all of this happened the way that it need, needed to happen. And you have gained insight that you wouldn't have received any other way. So shoot, that's good. Go forth with that and your heart and your whatever and do things that make you feel better going forward. And understanding that our choices matter gives us the bandwidth of making a different decision. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're like, I'll use myself as an example. Like when I thought I was too emotional, like, what is that? Yeah. It isn't even a thing. Like it isn't even a thing. And when I was like, yeah, I have a lot of emotion. I'm an empathic, caring, compassionate person who has had a lot of emotional trauma. And I think that's okay to have that. Mm-hmm. But once I was able to step away from the judgment of being an emotional person, mm-hmm. I was able to allow myself the choice of showing up emotionally in in all aspects of my life and, mm-hmm. and making it matter. Now I'm responsible for how I use the emotion and how I express it and the words that I say, but bringing the emotion to the table is how I connect to others. It's how I, and, and I think that's why I have such a hard time sometimes making friends is that in the beginning I get all trauma response and I may not express myself emotionally and I may not do that, which doesn't create connection, which is hard to create friendship connections when you have yeah. no, there's nothing there to connect. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I've noticed as, especially as I moved here, every time I move, I commit to one more part of being who I am in my true essence. And that was one of them was to show up with my emotion, to be honest and not, Hey, how are you? I am great. Everything is wonderful. I say, you know what? I'm okay. Um, Things have been rough and I'm just coping with some things emotionally, but I'm okay. And I'm super glad that we're spending time together because Mm -hmm. it's a highlight of my day. And you can, you don't have to pretend things are okay. You don't need to necessarily go into a therapy session, but you can say, Hey, I just, I've been coping with a lot of depression or, you know, I've not felt myself in in the last couple of weeks and not sure how to shift it. Yeah. And um, so we have this space of being, having autonomy to choose but yet at the same time, sometimes we don't know we have a choice, a possibility of a choice. Yeah. And I think that our choices come from the judgments we make about ourselves and about others. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get into trouble. That's where we're not living our life through the lens of our heart. We're living it through the lens of the brain and the judgment. And that's where division happens. That's where unkind 
choices are made or choices that aren't of anybody's highest good happens. Yeah. And, and that's why it's so important to understand that we can lose the judgment. We can let go of the identity around surrounding the trauma that we've had and step into a space of, I'm whole and complete just as I am. Mm -hmm. Just as I am right now, I am whole and complete. Are there things I want to shift? You bet. But I, if I choose not to move forward in healing, like I choose just to stay where I'm at right now, I'm still a really good person. I'm still working from my heart. Mm -hmm. It, It doesn't mean that I'm less than if I don't heal all my trauma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think we, you know, the more aware we get there, you know, the more awareness we seek, I should say, we, we become hypersensitive to this issue, right? Because the more, the more we understand about how we affect people, (laughs) the more we understand how we affect people, you know, And, and it has a tendency to like, uh, you know, put a big old magnifying glass on everything that we do and say and how we show up for ourselves and for others. And and it can go, it can actually spin us backwards in what we're actually trying to do, you know, which is, you know, showing up authentically and in flow and being able to be okay with each part of us that shows up. And um, as you were talking, I was thinking about um, when you were talking about the emotion part and everything and and, and and for some reason it came into my head to be like, just because you can't handle my emotions doesn't mean that I'm over emotional, <laughs> you know, like kind of being able to like, be like, you know what, if I feel like I'm okay with my expression of emotion right now, then I can also assess the situation and say, you can't handle my emotion right now. And that's also okay, but it helps me in this moment to not pile more judgment on myself for what, how I'm affecting you, right? Because that's where that comes from, of why we hide ourselves, why we deny ourselves, why we abandon ourselves the second somebody asks us how we're doing. And we're just like, hey, guess what, self? Not important. You better tell a lie because <laughs> you are not important enough to have a seat at this table. You know, being able to say, like, if somebody doesn't like that, I say, yeah, I've been kind of depressed. I've been working through it, but I, I mean, I'm all, I'm here today and they can't handle that. It's kind of like I was being honest and I didn't feel like I overshared. Um, and you're allowed to have your experience over there of whether or not this is okay for you, but I don't need to feel like, oh no, I've said too much. Like, no, I, I felt good about what I did. I, I, I shared what I felt was important for you to understand me today. And okay. But that takes a lot of, (laughs) again, like it kind of takes a lot of the work that we're talking about of being like, I'm not a problem just because you see me as a problem or because I feel problem energy showing up, (laughs) right? Like I can sit in assessment and be like, what, what is this problem energy? You know, like, and there are times, I mean, obviously, you know, there are times where I'm like, all right, you know, like you, you snapped. You know, like you were being bitchy, <laughs> like that's what happened, you know, and you, and, and being able to correct it right in that moment and be like, that's not how I meant to say that, you know, it's not, again, like not a problem to be solved. It's just kind of like the awareness point of being like, I'm a human being and I did a human thing and, and yeah, we're going to nip it in the bud right now, <laughs> right? Yes. Because I did that assessment of saying, are you receiving me like in like quote unquote incorrectly, or am I communicating incorrectly? Because 
if I feel problem energy, I just want to real quick check in and be like, okay, if I can, if I can, if I can do a different behavior because I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable with mine, I can do that or I can let it sit, you know? And, and, you know, again, to talk about that conversation that I had, that was really uncomfortable for me. There were moments, there were a lot of moments where I, I had to do that, where it started to come out and it was like, that's not what you want to do right now. That is not the energy you're trying to bring right now. And, and it's okay. And you know why you're doing that. You know, like that was the one thing that I, I remember doing, you know, in that, in that moment and in that feeling of being like, you know, why you're doing this. It's okay. You're not, there's nothing wrong with you. This is your trauma showing up to try to protect you, but you don't have to protect yourself. You are not in danger because that person can't experience your words through anything, but their trauma right now. That's not yours to judge yourself on. You were being honest. You were being open. You were trying your very, very best to do the right thing according to your assessment in that moment, you know, and it really, I mean, it really helped. It kept, it kept me quiet. It kept me being able to say, I understand even when I didn't want to say, I understand (laughs) when I wanted to be like, you know what, that's a load of horse shit. (laughs) Like you made that up. And, you know, I was just like, they're having an experience over there too. I understand. I get what you're doing. You're, you're doing exactly what I'm doing right now. And maybe you're just having a harder time accessing a choice, but it doesn't matter. Like this is, you know, this, this is okay. You're a good person. I'm a good person. We're just in a space together right now that holds a very big emotional charge. And it's all good. And it was really, you know, to me, like made me feel good because again, like it was like that example of me feeling like I do things like that, that in my male relationships, I, I show up with my trauma and I make things worse, right? Because I have to fight back and I have to be right. And I have to show them their wrongs. And it's like, okay, maybe you've worked with that energy before. You know, maybe that did happen. Maybe that was your trauma response. But the good news is it doesn't always have to be. The good news is that with awareness, you can change your choice and you can see that the choice isn't who you are because you, the whole time you felt the same. The whole time it was your heart. The whole time it was your emotions that were involved. You just shifted your choice of behavior in order to not create more difficulty. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Right. Like that gives me the message that I have freedom of choice in all of my behaviors and how I affect the outside world in communication. That's awesome. That's actually very freeing because now I don't have to carry that anymore. I don't have to show up with the idea of, well, I'm a bit much. Right. (laughs) Like, yeah, it was the energy I would show up. I'm a lot. I'm a lot. I used to say I'm a lot. I don't make sense. And I'll, I'll leave. Oh my God. I used to say that all the time. I'll leave. I'll just go. Don't, don't think that you can control me. What the hell? Like, (laughs) these are not things I'm happy about. These are not ways I want to show up, but these were things that were based on my judgment of myself in my relationships because of my behavior, not my heart. My heart doesn't want to do these things because I'm terrible. My heart wants to do these things out of protective measure. Yes. I don't have to do that anymore. Cause I don't need to protect myself. I'm going to get hurt here and there just because I'm human and it's all good either way. And it's like, 
you know, we'll see. You know, I say all these things like prophetically, but we'll see. <laughs> but I'm also going into that with the we'll see, you know, and it's okay no matter what. If I lose my shit one more time, I'll I'll, I'll remedy it a little quicker than I ever did. Or maybe it won't be quite as big of a deal, but I'm in a good space with myself. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that I am a problem anymore. I feel like I'm a human being who is worthy of some things and that is always changing. It's a good thing. It's a freeing thing. It's exciting. It means that nothing ever has to be the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it just, it's another argument for why connecting, reconnecting our heart to our mind is a very a vital process in our, in anybody's journey, because what happens, the, the mind is judged the heart for being the problem. And when we can have them work in tandem versus working against each other, it's, it, it, it brings that, the, that space that you just talked about being able to say, oh, I didn't say that, or I'm feeling this kind of way, but I don't want to respond from it. You have autonomy over your emotional response and it isn't just outbursting with anger or upset, you know, like, blah, <laughs> which can happen anyway, sometimes depending on the situation, but but it's it's a way to practice that idea of what's my choice in this situation and where do I want to respond from? That's, that's the key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, how, you know, how can we go from, you know, cause our brain does work to prejudge us and prejudge the situation before we've even been into it. It automatically wants to respond in some kind of way rather than being in that space of discovery, being in that space of what is this really situation saying to me, even though it smells and looks like something I've experienced before, what is it that, you know, what, what really is the situation? What are the details and, and what, what is, what response is warranted versus just responding from that cellular memory? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it helps us, it helps, it helps translate differently than what we're, what we've been talking about and what we kind of like came at this podcast with of like the problem, the problem, like it's like, I don't like that word. The more I say it, the more it's like, this is, because it's problematic doesn't mean it's a problem right because there's there's an embodiment that comes with the word problem that doesn't come with problematic (laughs) (laughs) problematic sounds like perhaps it could change which is very much what we're trying to say here right like of believing that you are able to change um anything that you want you know, that, that if you feel inauthentic of yourself, or if you feel that other people are not receiving your authentic self, that you can do whatever it is that makes you feel better about it, that you can do your soul searching and your heart searching and say, well, what do I want? What would I rather show up as then in those moments? Now that I'm looking back at it, not with, not because I'm a problem, but because I haven't, I clearly don't have the ability to access that. And I want to work on that. I want that to be what I access instead. You know, like, you know, again, like kind of in those situations, like me telling myself, instead of snapping back, because you're fast, you have decided that you want to say things like, I understand, that's okay. 
Like you don't want to respond like that anymore because you understand where that's coming from. I can do that. That feels good. I want to do that. That helps me in these situations get out of it in a different way than I would if I continued with those same behaviors. Am I a problem? No, I'm just trying to learn a new behavior that gives me a result that I would rather have, <laughs> right? Like I would rather not like have these conversations and leave like hating people, you know, for that moment, having that real, I don't want that, especially when it's somebody that I love. I don't want to be angry with them. I want to understand them and I want them to understand me. Well, then you've got to do some different, you got to access some different behaviors. Okay. What ones do you want to behave? You know, like it's, it's that conversation that comes up with curiosity, right? Like, I mean, every client of mine knows that I'm like curiosity over confrontation. We do not need to come at this with like, what the, you know, like, we just go, what happened? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like, let's ask why and how as many times as we need to until we get to something that makes sense. Like, okay. So why did that happen? Or how did we get here? Okay. You know, I did this. Well, why'd you do that? Okay. Because of this, well, why did you think that that was what was going on? Okay. And like, we eventually drill down to, you know, something that's more core. And when I do that with, you know, say these conversations, it comes, it always comes down to, you know, worthiness or not wanting to be judged or um, rejected, <laughs> right? Like anything that feels like rejection makes me want to tell you why that's wrong. <laughs> you know? <Comment. laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I, no, 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 no. Let me tell you. And now we're fighting about it when you already believe what you believe. Now is not the time, first of all, right? Like, because you're activated, me being activated and trying to prove that to you doesn't do anything. So I can instead say, I understand. Okay. I see that you see it that way. You know, using different things to allow the situation to be different than it had than it has been before. Does it mean I'm rolling over and being a people pleaser? Sometimes it feels that way. You know, like that's what I've learned is that sometimes I'm fighting against what's a people pleasing but it's not, it's just changing behavior based on the this, this situation and being like, okay, now's not the time. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're people pleasing. You're literally just saying, I'm assessing this situation and my behavior is about to not help. <laughs> and no, thanks. I don't want to, that's not what I'm trying to do here. And that is a beautiful thing. And I think that that's like kind of the core of like what I felt like when we were talking about doing this podcast was being able to see ourselves as an existence that like accesses certain things at certain times, but that we can always change those things because that's how they, that's how they got there to begin with. Right. Cause like we, we made those choices, we can make different ones. And that means that we can feel differently about ourselves because we'll, you know, you do, you do something better. I felt great after that conversation, you know, aside from the actual, some of the content of it, I felt like, like you did a good job. You did a way better job than you ever have. You mm -hmm. know, that's good. Reinforce that within yourself that you can do that because you came from your heart. You know, you did, you didn't access some of those things that didn't feel like you, that you felt really guilty about afterwards because you knew you didn't show up as you. That's a good thing. Hold it, hold it, love it 
bring it and br continue to bring that forward because it doesn't mean you were a problem in the past. It means you have awareness today. That's all. All of that. <laughs> Absolutely. hundred percent. It's, and it's, you know, we always talk about creating the life you choose. That's how you create it. It's step no, it's it's like the biggest part of creating that life that you choose. Now, of course, we can't always prevent circumstances, but like Vanessa just outlined, you can access a different part. And even though it's like a similar situation, you can access something different to work or use within that situation. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love everything you just said. Made me want to be like freedom. <laughs> Like, cause it is, it's, it's a choice mm -hmm. and choices aren't easy. It's not to say we're like, yeah, it's simple. Fix your life in three easy steps. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it, it's to say that that's how, that's the process. That's mm -hmm. what we do when we grow and heal. That's exactly the process. I uh, love your articulation of it. I think I want to like cut that out of this podcast and have it be something that, you know, it's something that is a standalone thing because if, if so many people could hear just that, they would have a better understanding of that. We can change our life. We can heal. Mm -hmm. It's possible, not always easy, but possible. Yeah. 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 And as I had, you know, before, when we were, we were talking, I had made a little note of being like, you know what the other part of this is? <laughs> the other part of this, the 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 sister of this podcast is dealing with the other person <laughs> and allowing them to be based on your choices and changing and all that kind of stuff, because that is the other part. We can we can sit here and be like, oh, I'm not a problem to be solved. But what do we do when we get that reaction from the other person yes. that makes that that hits that nerve, right? Like, so I had written that down to be like, future. <laughs> we will we will sister this yes. with being like that's all well and good ladies but <laughs> what happens when I go in being like I'm not the problem and I'm going to make different choices and somebody gets triggered and and friggin' you know throws me off what do I do then like how do I stay in that energy how do I like fight off those battles right like of somebody trying to push back because of their own yes. traumatic experience in there so I mean that's that that is the other half of it because even when I was outlining it I was thinking yeah it was a lot tougher because of what was coming at me you yeah. know if I if I if I was having that conversation with somebody else in the same awareness as me totally would have went differently but it was somebody who got activated and you know it was like almost like going around in my head like over and over again it's gonna be fine you're fine you're not doing anything bad they're just experiencing your communication differently you know just <laughs> Like, <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. <laughs> there is that awareness. I think I wanted to like throw that out there to be like, I know that you hear this, and you're kind of like, oh yeah, sure, but there's other people involved in this. <laughs> what the hell? However, <laughs> it's coming. Well, it, it'll 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 show up in another podcast. <laughs> yeah, probably soon because it's a good topic because that's how to deal with someone else's trauma while you're trying to have a relationship with them and communicate. So yeah. communicating with another person's trauma. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. That's even better than what chicken scratches I wrote down. <laughs> yeah. 
So we hope that you've gained insight and maybe you can give yourself a little grace this week and practice. That's what makes a difference. Practicing, 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 because like I said, it's not always easy. And the more we do it, the more we create a different cellular memory and the more we can work on healing the other. We so deeply love all of you and we're so grateful for all of you showing up for us this week. Um, stay tuned and we'll see you next week. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. To more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry Counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.